Hey everyone, just a reminder that our live show is this week, January 24th at 10 p.m. We're going to be doing it live at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue in Long Island City, Queens, off of the G train and the 7 train. If it's running, be sure to check. Go to creeklic.com for more information. Ed Larson from the Roundtable of Gentlemen and the Brighter Side is going to be sitting in with us this month. So come on out. It's going to be a hell of a time. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen. You know what I mean? We can't all be Davids. We can't right. all be fucking... Adolf Hitler's. We can't all have perfect <laughs> yeah. bodies. I don't. All right, we Hitler all had a micro. Ah, uh, you don't know. I know it. I know. For I fact saw he it. He had one testicle. There you, you go. Know. Didn't he get bit off by a goat? Yeah, <laughs> Is that well. the story? Is that he's trying to get a goat to blow him? And he's like, "Blow me, goat you! Blow uh, yeah. me, you Jew goat!" I, I have to feed the goats before I have them try to blow me, or they eat my ball. Um, all right, let's start it off, Marcus. Oh That's, yeah. Oof! It's me, Adolf Hitler, and everyone, come see my new oof bicep workout. All I do yeah. is I. Jewish jawbones. Oh, oh well, pumping the iron. explains why your arms are very flabby oh, and weak. It's so, they're so light. You'd be surprised how little weight you can lift when you're lifting a Jewish person's skeleton. That's nice. <laughs> so Richard Simmons, but uh, more anti-Semitic. I like an exercise routine that doesn't make me sweat. <laughs> That's you will do it this or I will send you to the camps. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back in Germany, man. We're back in Germany. You know oh. who else took a fucking little trip to Germany? Um, uh, you know, there it is. It's the Hofter himself, <laughs> David Hoff, David Hasselhoff, the man who brought down the Berlin Wall. <laughs> God, this guy couldn't do anything wrong. And this song was about the um, the VFW Volkswagen Bug that Hitler used to drive around. <laughs> That's great. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Uh, this is just good music. I just see it's Hitler awful. with a pair of fucking, like, the Wayfarers on with a surfboard on the back of a car just driving around and then dropping people off in front of Auschwitz. Hitler, Henry Zabrowski. Part two of our uh, Nazi and the occult episodes. So tell me, Mr. Isaac Rusenstein, do you want to go to the ice cream shop or to the mall? The mall shop fit me? Oh, no. Psych. I drop you off at Dachau instead. Oh, man. <laughs> that sucks. Today we're going to talk about the eugenics, <laughs> eugenics side of the whole situation. It is a really weird kind of like happy intro we did to that. Yeah, well, we're trying to, you know, we got, we got yeah. juxtaposition. I mean, some yang, might yang, say you know? uh, extremely inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Wait, a lot of people just, would. You casually brought up eugenics like we were talking about. We were you just know? about to talk yeah, about the Seattle Mariners. Today we're talking about right. eugenics. Right. It's a balmy 75 degrees. <laughs> we're talking about eugenics and I think it's going to rain on Tuesday. Oh, drip, drip. Better get your umbrella. All right. <laughs> here we well, go. eugenics <laughs> right. are the scientific counterpart to the Nazis' Religion. <laughs> it sounds like the help paper clip that used to come up on Microsoft Word. Um, eugenics right. is very serious. Very serious. Um, now we're heading to this is the second part of the Hitler and the Occult series that we're doing. This two parter here, and now these are things are going to get a little bit more serious on this yeah, episode. Yeah, a little. Last bit. time things were a little more wacky because we like to have fun, you know. Mm -hmm. We like to keep it light. That's but right. this one is kind of we're seeing the bridge from wacky, dacky, spectacky fucking philosophy and into actual 
movement into right. actual actions. Yeah. This is where we the Nazi party goes full swing. And I want to say, keep in mind the light episode that we just did. It did involve a character named Adolf Cosby. Um, so that'll just be a nice little uh, indicator about how serious we're going to be getting uh, into this discussion of eugenics. Um, what are eugenics? Honestly, in my brain, I don't know. If someone was like, define eugenics, what is it? Marcus, can you tell me? Eugenics is essentially selective breeding uh, in order to make society on the whole stronger. Okay. And that was taken directly from your Opa's journal. Right. Oh, I see. I didn't realize that he journaled, but uh, we did shred a lot of papers when he died. So. <laughs> um, no, uh, that's what we're talking about here, too, is that um, this is the, the scientific thing. The, Hitler brings up this idea about what they call always, the, all of these people study things called like racial biology and the, all of this bullshit where they basically say scientifically this which is what proves that white people are better than any other type of person. Are there any uh, people who who have a different conclusion? Are there, is there like a black version of this? The, the Jewish people. <laughs> they have a very different version of the truth. No, it is eugenics has uh, is it largely other? been used to uh, say that the whites are the pinnacle but of the, the way, human race. But you're going to see it too. It's like Hitler would talk about They go, go always accuse Hitler of trying to say he's trying to destroy intelligence and he's waging war on intelligence. And Hitler would say, yes, I am. I am trying to destroy the bourgeoisie idea of intelligence and I'm going yeah. to replace it with... With our new science, our new facts, yes. which and is did, bullshit. And he did this by the book burning and... Yes, yeah, book burning like and doing shit like this. Because what they do, too, is what you're going to see is a sl- it's a subtle ramping up. It starts... Eugenics starts with just the, dis- the disabled and and basically mentally and physically handicapped. Sure. Is where it started. Because they said that they were bringing the race down. Yeah, it started... Uh, actually started not in Nazi Germany, but 30 years earlier in the early 1900s right here in the United States. Yeah, okay. just like jazz music and stand-up comedy. <laughs> That's great. So this is one more of the uh, many cultural exports uh, that the United States has given the world. Mm-hmm. Well, it also had roots in, in France in Great Britain, but in the 20s and 30s, uh, the policy of sterilizing certain mental patients was implemented in other countries like Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Japan, and Sweden. Uh, they considered eugenics, it all started with uh, mental patients. Like, yeah. they just absolutely destroyed all of the uh, handicapped people that were being kept in all of the uh, mental hospitals. Any because sort- they would do these, they would basically yeah. start with kids when they were in elementary school. Yeah. They would put these pro- these math problems into their textbooks saying something like, it costs this many Deutschmarks to run the mental asylum. If if apartment right. complex costs this many Deutschmarks, how many apartment complex we can we build for every mental institute that we, we destroy? And basically they would start to, they, indoctrinating people really early and start with, they had these, this math that they did. There were like, <laughs> one in a hundred German people were disabled. One in ten of those a hundred uh, take up this much money and this much space in a mental asylum so we need to kill 95,000 mentally handicapped people so by the did, end of this year. What the United States did with like jelly bellies. You know, <laughs> yes. it takes, if you have 800 yeah. jelly bellies and 40 are gone, how many do you have left? They but did those it are with, people. They did yeah. it with kids right. with autism. And actually <laughs> I want to end uh, the, the, uh, the Jewish uh, faith, many people in Israel of the more Hasidic community, they actually did uh, get into a lot of controversy a couple of years ago for sterilizing uh, black Jews. Yes. So that that actually God, still happens today. So anyway. Uh, but no, and so it started with that and then it moved 
moved to whole races, and then it moved to the Jewish people, yeah. and then it moved to just people within the German and within white people. Yeah, and right. it became like who was the, a, a faulty white person. It became like who would be an aristocrat and who would be a Ben Kissel working at the TV factory. So which, yeah, which is a great job to have, and I'm and I'm grateful for it. So this was Hitler making math fun. So Hitler was just like, I'm in charge of making math yes, fun now. Yes, he was now. in his, what, was it Math Olympics or something like that? Yeah. The, the, he was the, a math elite. Yeah, he was a math elite. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it did eventually, it started with the mental patients, but it did eventually end with them saying, quote, the Jew is the anti-man. What they ah. talked about, too, is that because the, the, what they're, Basically, their new science said is that Jews essentially were aliens and that they were like greys, that they were built, they were hand-built, kind of like Yakub, mm-hmm. talking about like building the white man, the opposite side, where it was the same thing. It's so funny because it's not funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's the same idea of like they were made by their own separate God that wasn't our God mm-hmm. and they were robots and they did not have souls and therefore they were like logs like what the Japanese Unit did 731. during 731. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, one of them was quoted as saying that uh, they the Nazi party belief system combining science with their occultist beliefs, uh, one of them said it is more than a religion, it is the will to create mankind anew. That's scary. That's yeah. fucking terrifying. <laughs> right. And remember, I mean, just think, uh, during this entire episode, keep in mind, all of this is nuts. All of this is going to sound crazy. Remember, all of it worked. Well, like, I mean, it, it, all it, of this happened. Creating mankind anew plays in with what was happening in Germany at the time. They yes. were devastated. They yes. were trying to renew their entire, uh, you know, the entire civilization for the most part of the German people. I mean, it, it plays into it perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some people that do say in the more esoteric circles that Hitler was possessed by, quote unquote, dark forces. Uh, One woman stated that through Hitler and a group of equally evil men around him in Nazi Germany, together with a group of militarists in Japan and a further group around Mussolini in Italy, uh, that they were looking to release the energies of the Antichrist. Which, according to the theos- theosophical teachings, is not an individual person, mm. but a force of destruction. And some members of the Catholic Church actually believe that Hitler was possessed by the devil. And there are documents that state that Pope Pius the Twelfth tried to perform an exorcism on Hitler at a distance... Failed. It didn't <laughs> work. The, the distance. It didn't the exorcism work. So from a distance. I, and then said, "I sent him a very strong-worded letter." So <laughs> he's oh, just. I wish I could stop you, but I won't. He's just screaming and shaking holy water randomly a thousand miles <laughs> or away. Or you could say possibly that Hitler was the uh, automaton puppet of the reptilian faction that are using his his uh, fucking totalitarian tactics mm-hmm. in order to create a feeling of unease throughout the entire universe, so they can get all that sweet, sweet negative vibes that make their dicks hard? Yeah. Exactly. Orgon energy. We're going to get more into that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, let's talk about the SS right up top. Uh, These guys grew out of the German order, which the Thule Society was a part of. They were originally the Arminist Assembly. They were Hitler's bodyguards. Yeah, they were Hitler's bodyguards. The SS uh, were the most terrifying people, probably the most terrifying group to ever walk the earth. Secret Service SS. Think about it. My cousin's they, in the There are service. many people who thought about it. Ben. All right. Trust me. In my research, it. I ran across a lot of people who thought about it a lot. Salty sandwiches. <laughs> Shuffering That's shuffetash. what I think about. It's a nice prosciutto yes. mm. on a mm, avocado. Yes. Mm. Mm, with provolone. Salty sandwich. 
Love a good salty sandwich. But it didn't stand for that. No, it did not. No, it did not. The S. <laughs> yeah. The SS were the realization of the Aryan ideal of breeding stock. They, they were, were like the monkeys. They, when they the finally <laughs> put together the monkeys in order yeah. to get something to come off of that fucking Beatles tidal wave that was going through. Right. Her. And the monkeys were a lot of fun. So let's not bring them into this. <laughs> well, the SS were the racial elite, the breeding stock, a state within a state, the ruling class. Uh, they said that they were a selected company of the initiated. The Templars around the Holy Grail of pure blood. They were so precise with what they deemed to be pure blood is that they had a minimum height. Uh, the leader of the SS, Heinrich Himmler, said, men of a certain height possess the blood I desire. Do we know what this height is? Uh, no, I'm guessing 5'10". It's oh, gotta be. It's got, but, but we was, wouldn't make the cut. I, <laughs> I would make it. You I, would make it, but again, Marcus you would be, would make it. You would would be a butler. You'd yeah. be a butler. I wouldn't be the butler. You would be the butler. They would take one look at you and be like, he makes a fine joker too, but is he ready to break the knuckles of a Jew? Oh, we will see when time well, comes soon enough. If those are the options, yeah, I'll just be the butler. Man, I would have been put straight up to the top, married to Gerda. Yeah. Yeah, man. That could have been an alternative timeline for you. They would have put <laughs> me in a fucking jester's hat, and I would have been in a cage next to Hitler, and he would yeah. just pull the chain, and it would just be going like, Off, Hitler, you're so big. Yeah. You're so big. <laughs> and then I would just have conversations with you, be like, We gotta get out of here. How are we gonna get out of here? Go and go put put some sleeping juice. I don't know. I'm a jester. <laughs> they never let me learn to read. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so these people, they were dressed all in black and the emblem of the SS was the skull and bones or the death's head known as the Totenkopf. Ooh. They were obsessed with secrecy, bound by ritual. And they would sit and they would learn. So basically they began the ritual practice in private. Like, they, they would do rituals together and basically they would pray to Wotan, yeah. the Germanic god of victory. Yeah. And that is totally true. So now what we're looking at... You can't at, do that in public. No. no, 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 no. Well, you, they and do, Wotan is a, an offshoot of Odin. Yeah, and they do that as a... Uh, they, they do that in secret and then it became the not-so-secret thing, not-so-secret not so thing that the, basically the Nuremberg rallies were all about. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is what the swastika kind of imbued, which was a say, t like, sort of like a power symbol that they would all kind of dump at you and worship Votan. And that is a that is a thing here. That's where it's totally true. They they got rid of Catholicism. They got to any sort of sort of Christianity. These guys are bringing back the old gods. Yeah. yeah. Like this stuff's getting, it's really intense inside the SS meetings. Yeah. Right. And in time, the uh, SS at their highest membership numbers, they would number almost one million. God. So they were huge. And this was, his, yeah, so one million in the secret society, huh? Mm -hmm. or the, yeah, all these Yo, things. it didn't become so secret for a while. Yeah, I yeah. know a million. It's tough to keep a secret. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Their leader was a man named Heinrich Himmler. Now, this fucking piece of shit. Himmler might be one of the biggest. He is, I would say, he is up top for the biggest piece of shit in the history of mankind. Where is he as far as in the political structure? Uh, is he like a Karl Rove type? Or is he like is he like a, a secretary of defense? Yeah, he's a Rumsfeld. Is he a yeah. Rumsfeld? An yeah, Ashcroft he, type? He's a, a Rums, he's a Rumsfeld, okay. possibly even a Cheney. Okay. But he had his own thing going on right. outside of Hitler. We'll get into that. Like, he does. Henry, Heinrich Himmler had his own thing going on outside of Adolf Hitler. Okay. Uh, although he was, yeah, I'd say probably an Ashcroft, probably, a, uh, yeah, something like that. A Rumsfeld? Rumsfeld? 
<laughs> so he was one of the persons that were mo- that was most directly responsible for the Holocaust. Also, a nerd with lifelong stomach problems. Oh, my interest- tummy hurts. <laughs> you know, when I send thousands of Jews to the camps, my tummy my hurts. My tummy hurts. Someone give me some Maylocks. Ooh. Mm. And on Hitler's behalf, Himmler formed the Einsatzengruppen mm. uh, and built extermination camps. And as a facilitator and overseer of the concentration camps, Himmler directed the killing of six million Jews, between 200,000 and 500,000 Romani people, and the total number of civilians killed by the regime is estimated at, and this is, a, you know, usually we only hear about the 6 million Jews uh, as far as what Himmler and uh, his SS death squads did, but in reality they killed upwards of 11 to 14 million people. I mean, you have blacks, gypsies. Polish and Soviet citizens mostly. And he was also built- a terrible cook. Terrible cook, <laughs> yeah. If you're building one of these camps, I mean, uh, so uh, so what do you think we're working on? This is kind of a crazy project. Huh? Um, You know, I just kind of do one brick at a time. You know, mostly <laughs> on my side thing. I got like, I'm really into building a loot. And I got my fucking, me and my girl going out. Like, I got fucking Dark Cry 2. I got to fucking cool, play man, that. Yeah. I got my new PS4 in there. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's holding. Yeah. <laughs> it's holding, holding my... Yeah, so I really got all that figured out. I really can't. I got to clean my bathroom. And then I got band rehearsal. And yeah. I just got like, got a lot of irons and fire. So I don't really think about like what I'm doing right now, no, you know? <laughs> I was just saying it's weird we're building a shower, but then like there's no water. Yeah, it's uh, a drain, no, nothing. Yeah, there's there's so. no shower curtain or nothing. Okay. I didn't see any soap get chipped in here, but you know, really what it comes down to is that right. I'm gonna sit down, I got a bowl of weed, I ordered some Chinese right. food, I'm gonna watch a football game. That's really all I'm into right now. I'm real tired, it's real been busy, so heavy at work, you know. I got, I got my bam rehearsal. It's my first day, I was just wondering, you know, what the what it was gonna be like. Uh, so Himmler, he was a devoted follower of List and Luntz, which we talked about earlier, uh, or which we talked about on our last episode, he was an yes. avid reader of Astara, just like Hitler was. So these two were, you could say, kindred spirits. Well, they both like the same nerdy things, which is pretty much what forms a friendship. Is yeah. there like a new type of nerddom? That they, they won't cover on the nerdist. They're like white people nerds. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure sure totally nerd about being a white person. I'm like that, totally That's the new supremacist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm a white supremacist nerd. But people do say that nowadays. Yeah, they, they really do. Do. Everybody's a fucking nerd. I'm just but. like a military nerd, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Whatever. Uh, Himmler was an ardent believer in Lebensreform, which Lebensreform, if you'll remember, was uh, the agricultural uh, sect of the Hitler or of the Nazi beliefs. Uh, Himmler was, in fact, a chicken farmer prior to his career in politics. God, oh. Remember Those that. Kind of Think thing. about that for a fucking right, right, second. Right. The architect of the Holocaust was a chicken farmer. Jews are a lot like chickens. <laughs> they have wings, but they can't fly. I need to work on my chicken metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is very Kentucky Fried Chicken, though. They, they you know, it's, uh, I'm sure that, that some of his policies that he implemented on the chickens are some of the policies we're still eating today <laughs> out of our uh, potato and cheese mix uh, with that uh, disgusting KFC chicken. He was quoted as saying that within 120 years, all German people would be pure-blooded Aryans. <coughs> you fucked up! <laughs> Didn't quite work. He believed that he received psychic messages from a 10th century king who defeated the Slavs, who was also named Heinrich, Himmler believed that he was the reincarnation of King Heinrich. Yeah, it's like how uh. I'm the reincarnation of Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He believed this 1,000%. Henry, Henry Winkler is still alive, Henry. What? Yeah, he's still alive, so... You- 
I thought I killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some say that he was called by Hitler, my loyal Heinrich. But others say that Hitler actually laughed and ridiculed uh, Himmler's medieval (laughs) obsessions. His whispered nickname uh, was Reichsheine. Which Heine is a derogatory term from Heinrich, and so that means Heine so he or had, fool of the Reich. So Hitler had a funny, cute nickname for the guy who invented the concentration camp? Yes. So, yeah, that's how crazy Hitler was. <laughs> wow. Yes. I mean, these that's, and that's what you have to realize about these people, is that they are still people. Like right. they are, they which are, is really fu- when you see all these videos, fuck, it's fucked up to think about. But you do have to humanize these. You do have to remember that these are not boogeymen. They are not goblins. They are not demons. Woods. They are fucked up assholes with pet names for each and other. And they call. Yeah. And that was the whole thing with the idea of the banality of evil. When you watch what they do here, and they made a sort of bureaucratic function out of murdering millions of people. It's the mm-hmm. most evil thing possible. I mean, of course, but you like look at this and like these guys were true villains and they didn't even know it. They yeah. didn't even they thought they were doing the right thing, which is so fucked that they had no I mean, of course. It goes back to everything that we've always discussed when we discuss serial killers and terrible people, every single one of them to a T, maybe except for Dahmer, believe that they're eradicating a, 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 a evil problem. from the world. Gary yeah. Ridgway thought that he was doing a community service the same as, as a garbage man does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and these yeah. people thought, obviously, that they were doing something right as well. So, Good Lord. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> Crazy. insane. I mean, it's nuts. So around, uh, so in the early 1930s, uh, in the Nazis' rise for power, it did take uh, quite a while between the the failed beer hall push, uh, which was a failed coup that Hitler tried doing, uh, after he got out of prison until his uh, actual appointment of Chancellor of Germany after the president died, uh, there was a long fight between then and uh, Himmler was in charge of the SS, uh, and there was another guy that was in charge of the SA. Man, that's got to be embarrassing to have a failed coup, huh? Yeah, yeah, but then he got to, but then he's got to go to jail, and then he said jail became like his second university. Jail was yeah. great for him. That's where he wrote Mein Kampf. He wrote Mein Kampf in jail, and he only, he only did like nine months of a five year uh, sentence. Yeah, he kind of did like a Charlie Manson kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he kind of got in there and yeah. was like, you know, he got, he won the respect of some people just by him being annoying. Yeah. yeah. So the SA, that had more to do with the army. It was much more populist, uh, and the SS was much more fanatical. So during Hitler's rise to power, Himmler conceived and carried out something called the Night of the Long Knives. Which I remember this shit. This was, uh, I remember this from uh, European history class in my high school. Absolutely. Night of the Long Knives. 500 executions happened in one night where basically they killed every either enemy slash people that just weren't totally into the SS thing. Sure. So it's like anybody that had like a little bit of like maybe one time in a meeting was like hey guys um about the concentration camps <laughs> when I was thinking instead is what if we all take a group trip to Six Flags mm. <laughs> you why don't we murdered. spend our money that way that way guys right. come on guys and they're like thank you so much for your feedback at the meeting Mark you know I'm just <laughs> glad that you guys are still down mm. to listen I know that there's a lot the night of the long night. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> put them on the list not good uh, there was never it was never good to be on a list no because uh, also Germany. the promise no. that you 
Yeah, in the entire the twentieth century was a real bad time but to just, live. Don't again, be a remember within the context of everything we're talking about that these people believe that they are being chosen by old Nordic gods to basically exude the will of the skies upon upon history of making German a new empire, Germany a new empire again. They're they're making the Third Reich, and so like these are your enemies. This is not like. Gary in accounting is mad because the TRS report is late. This is a man who believes he channels the god, the Germanic god of victory every night, uh, sits in a secret room drinking blood out of a cup. Like uh, Actually, you, you are describing Gary. <laughs> That's what Garys do. So the SS, uh, they essentially eliminate the SA or scatter it uh, to the point did, where the SA doesn't exist anymore. Did they have an option in the SA to be like, come over to the SS or uh, the, the Night of the, the Long Knives? I don't think anybody had an option of joining the SS. If you yeah. were perfectly suited for it, you were asked to do it, and then you, like people were... I don't think anyone was like... I feel like if you were asked to join, you'd right. have to join. You have to join. Right, yeah, right, right. You absolutely yeah, have yeah, yeah. to. Uh, so the SA, you know, some of them, of course, if they passed the test, went into the SS, but a lot of them were absorbed over into the army. Uh, but what you have now is you have uh, this huge force, this fighting force that is ritualistic. The uh, biggest, strongest force in Germany is officially an occult organization. And we'll talk mm. about it again too, but the the SS sign there's two runes yes. for victory. The uh, uh, Zieg. Yeah, and so it's like basically the, the the symbol itself is a magic ritual handed down by Nordic. But like we'll talk about runes in yeah. a little bit more detail. But it's like this: you're talking about like it, they, there is no steps. Like it, we're not actually stepping away from the occult. Like they firmly believe this. They are doubling this down religion. on the occult. Was Once it they publicly the known that they were super into these sort yes. of ideas and because these that philosophies? Was the idea. That was what they're that's trying why, to do. That's why people were so into it, right? But the thing is too is that when you re, do Double deep read. So people are like, there were mass protests when things started really changing. Yeah. Once like it became illegal to marry anyone who wasn't an Aryan. Like once that started happening, people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We Take were just easy, into yeah. Germany. Yeah, we were just proud to be German, and we were trying to do this whole thing. But they're like, we didn't know. Yeah, there <laughs> were a lot of people in Germany who were against Hitler. Like let, we can't say that everybody in Germany. There was actually a very large and a very strong. German resistance, uh, they almost killed Hitler, like an internal plot within the military almost killed that's Hitler a, and every in a time, failed bombing. And, and every and, single time he didn't die, he just felt like that was fucking Wotan telling him to continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So after uh, the Night of the Long Knives, from that point on, the armed forces, they no longer pledge their allegiance to Germany, they pledge their allegiance to Adolf Hitler himself. Right. Making Hitler essentially God. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what they're priming everybody like for. Like the world's ugliest God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the center of the SS, uh, Himmler's New Order of Knights, which was uh, an aristocracy of soul and blood, as he called it, was uh, the Vevelsberg Castle. This was Hitler's Camelot. And Himmler, uh, much like Liszt before him, was an ardent believer in the Knights of the Holy Grail. The SS commanders he cast as the Knights of the Round Table. And he had fucking nerds. So know, he had rooms so dedicated to figures of Nordic history and mythology like King Arthur. So it's like a hotel in the Poconos. Ooh, it's exciting. <laughs> it's like one's an Egyptian yeah. theme and one is a North Korea theme. And Himmler's room <laughs> The itself. North Korea theme oh, is God. just a mat on the floor and no TV. <laughs> this was not the room to choose for our honeymoon. 
So Himmler's room, he had his own little room that was dedicated to his own little guy. His was dedicated to King Heinrich I, who Himmler believed he was uh, a direct reincarnation of. Yeah. And Heinrich was important because he was the founder of the first German Reich. Oh, and I also like here is that it's like, so underneath this round table that they all did, it was a small room called the Realm of the Dead, where basically Himmler and all his Gruppenführers, Gruppenführers, <laughs> it was all his like little side buddies would get together group to do Gruppenführers like group leader. Yeah, they would all get together and they would do ancient research trying to like communicate with the great Teutonic knights of the past. And I could see them just being like, so does anyone eat? Is anyone eat, like talking to anyone yet? Can you hear Ivan yet? Or does anyone hear Gunther yet? Nine. I think I can. <laughs> Ooh, what is he saying? Um, They say that we should... um. We should get pretzels because some of us are pretty hungry, right? Am, am I reading the room That's right? That's right. Uh, I think he's lying. No, to the camps! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know no, what? I actually, don't like, now that he's I don't like pretzels, I think we should get snitched. You know what the thing is, is that now that I think about it, I could have some pretzels. <laughs> Gotta have some pretzels. Pretzels and amazing mustards. And so the Heinrich thing, the King Heinrich thing for Himmler was extremely real. Now this right here, this is historical fact. In the German city of Quidlinburg, Himmler had the bones of King Heinrich carried into a into a cathedral uh, to be reinterred in the original tomb. This was, he announced, a sacred site to which Germans might now make pilgrimage. Another year later, he ordered the cathedral shut down to Christian worship and proceeded to turn it into an SS shrine. Himmler, he was known for his desire to replace Christianity with the Aryan religion, and Quidlinburg seems to have been the focus of that ambition. Which is really interesting, because now we're going to see how he just, they basically ruined, they take all sort of Christian elements out of a lot of things. They yeah. take back Christmas, they take, like, they're doing they do the summer stolces party. They banned the word Christmas in 1939. They took back Christmas, and they fought. That's the real war on Christmas. Oh my God! <laughs> that was a literal war on Christmas. I can't believe it. Yeah, and they, I mean, they essentially are flipping the script on the Christians because the Christians yeah. they took a lot of pagan uh, celebrations and turned them into Christian. And holidays. now they're flipping them back. And now they're flipping them back. Uh, and spectators, when they went to these little rituals that uh, Himmler. Would do at this cathedral. Uh, Himmler himself, uh, he would do magical appearances <laughs> through a little secret compartment that was built into the church floor. I, I don't. I, I can see his feet. I can see his feet. How there many from the choreographers box. did the Nazi Party a hire? Lot. Oh, All, like, if you're oh. a choreographer, you were the safest person in Germany. <laughs> there, choreographer or fashion designer? That's it. How many gay men you they were, murdered? It just seems like they needed a bunch of them right. to coordinate all this shit. I think there was a couple of gays that snuck through the cracks. I think there was a little bit of hiding in plain sight. There. Yes. There's something about Gunther's hair that I absolutely love. It's so sharp and it's so wonderfully done. Gunther, tell me, how do you do it? Well, you know, <laughs> I just love Hitler so much that I've got oof, I've got so much moose I put it in my hair. You do true love of Hitler. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very nice. So Himmler, he had a little buddy named Carl Maria Willigut. Willigut? Willigut. Uh, he has been called both the only occultist who exerted real influence in the Third Reich uh, and Himmler's warlock, 
or <laughs> Himmler's Rasputin. Now, this is kind of oh, like when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the diet consultant of the White House, right? Is that like that <laughs> sub figure? The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he maintained that Germany's true culture reached back to hundreds of thousands of years before Christ to an era when the globe was inhabited by creatures plucked from various mythologies, including giants and dwarves. Finally, oh, somebody's wow. making some sense. Yeah, I'm just happy he's got a little warlock there with him. Yeah, and he's got a so fucking fun. pointy hat on and a fake beard. Yeah. And he's going, kazam! Oh. <laughs> he was committed in 1924 uh, for these beliefs. <laughs> but you know what? Himmler uh. sprung him out and said, I like the cut of that guy's jib. Right. His original role within the SS was as the head of the pre- and early history department. The, the best part about so, his class in the SS school is that it was an easy A. Right. He just kind of had to just show <laughs> he up. He was literally committed into a mental, in, mental institution in 1924? 1924, yes. And now, and, and now he's and top. The, and then he became a member of Himmler's personal right. staff, and he was—he even officiated in the role of priest at weddings of SS men. Wow! Yeah, he Must was the SS priest. Real awkward there, kind of like the uh, the priest from Princess Bride. You know, just like marriage. Yeah. <laughs> marriage. I, I will tell you though. I mean, probably the least molesty priest of all of them. Which is really I don't know. Up. You think so? Yeah, you can't molest an SS officer. He's a oh. warlock. That's all warlocks do. No, 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 no. A warlock goes like, mm, I will enchant you to take your pants off. And then the SS officer fucking kicks the shit out of you and he puts you in a fucking concrete square. <laughs> Could be, could be. Most notably, though, as far as influence goes, Willigut designed the death's head ring, which Himmler personally awarded to prestigious SS officers. Okay. Of course, that started off as a very prestigious award, but as the SS started getting bigger and they needed more ardent recruits, they just started throwing SS rings out. Everyone's and when a death anyone, head ring. anyone who had a death's head ring, when that person died, the ring went back to Himmler, and by the end of the war, Himmler supposedly had an entire treasure chest full so of these deaths. Himmler was trying to like escape and then uh, you know be like, oh, I'm not Himmler. And then people would be like, what, what do you got all these rings for? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So the SS also had their mini- I work for this, yeah, K Jewelers. Have you heard of uh, Oh, K Jewelers. Every kiss begins with K. Oh, I love that. Have a death's head ring. It's, it's really great for when oh. you want to propose on a Thanksgiving or a Christmas Eve. Well, you know, I'm in love, but I don't have a lot of money to spend. Oh, that's perfect. I'm just giving these away, but you're going to have to pull some of the severed fingers out of them. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Pamela's going to love it. So the SS, they not only were militaristic, but they also had a research branch called the Enerbe. They were sent to Tibet, South America, Greece, and Rome, and they came back concluding that all four places were once populated and founded by Aryan civilizations. Oh, that's so crazy. That's what great. a coincidence mm, yes. that a bunch of people walked into a bunch of places in full Nazi regalia asking that's who right. made this, <laughs> and people were like, um, white people. Yes. Where, where are all the people who do your studies? Oh, they're in a room. You'll notice a little placard that says dumb research on it. Uh, you just walk right in there. The same researchers were directed by Heinrich Himmler to scour the globe for both Atlantis and the Holy Grail, which Himmler actually believed to be an anti-Christian symbol. So there was just a bunch of people going all around the globe just be like, uh, nope, not there. That is definitely uh, the easiest nope. job. That is like yep. if you're in the nope. SS and you needed a cushy job, yep. that was the job. Is you get on that research, you get to travel the world and like you don't have to do anything. I, ha- I have put my head in literally every lake. 
I have not seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I've been looking. Believe me, and we've been looking at cups. Yep. (laughs) All right, me and Werner, we've been looking at cups everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every time there's an estate sale or a garage sale, we're looking at cups. Believe me. Absolutely. Nope, not there. So the Anerbe also had, or Ananerbe, they also had a department to research the Weltischir, which is the world ice theory. Uh, and this theory was based on the Blavatsky thesis that there had been several moons in the past, that the approach of these moons results in a polar shift and a cas- cataclysmic ice age, which was responsible for the fall and rise of the various root races of theosophy, such as the Aryans. And now we're looking Blavatsky, at this is this is the Madam, right? Yes, this is the Madam Blavatsky. This is Blavatsky. the very first, yeah, Madam Blavatsky. And by the way, the uh, the the book that uh, a lot of this stuff was based on, that uh, List and Luntz based their stuff on, by Madam Blavatsky, it was like two, three thousand pages. Yes, it was huge just, book. I mean, it was just uh, so many pages of nonsense upon nonsense. And also, this was the beginning of the of the theories about Planet X and the return mm. of Nibiru and all that shit about. Yeah. And like, and they. They're still using her book. Yeah. And according to the theory, the world itself was created when a giant chunk of ice collided with the sun. That's not real. <laughs> but never was a scientist she was. <laughs> <laughs> but here is something interesting, is that the files, reports, studies, and research papers of the Ananerbe are now locked away here in the United States. Ooh, where are they? We don't know, and but we do know that we cannot read them. Well, we have to go to every single place. And find I mean, it's part of Operation Paperclip. Think of all the yeah. shit we got after Oper- Operation Paperclip. You know, yeah, we got some Nazi scientists, but then we also probably got some awesome Nazi bullshit that they love to keep silent because it's just fun to have. They don't want anybody yeah. else to see it. And also probably some really great kielbasa makers. Yeah. That's, yeah, what I, that's I who I want to meet. Oh, my God. Some of the best kielbasa makers around. Yes. Now, this next part. Now, this is something that... I might have confused this with a role-playing game. Okay, okay cool. Here this might cool, be cool. true. It might not be the Geheimensbola, the occult core. But this is something I really like, though. Yeah. This, it doesn't really matter. So though, this is a part of a... This is a chunk of the Thule Society, right? In the yeah. Vril Society, which are all just a, it's standard white people are great societies. Yeah. Um, and But then it was also mixed with the Oto, 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 mm-hmm. which is very interesting. That would be... Like, OTO, that would be Crowley's... Yeah, magic group. group. Yeah, Crowley's magic group. And Crowley is, uh, he was rumored to be a part of uh, the Nazi party, to be a part of Hitler. But it was actually revealed that Crowley was a spy for the Allies. We're talking Alistair Crowley? Alistair yeah, Crowley, yeah. Sex, sex, uh, no true sex magician. Power bottom of the year. Power bottom of the year. No Alistair true magician Crowley. would ever have anything to do with the Nazis because it's like it's so ridiculous to enter into some sort of gigantic magical thing about destroying a bunch of other people. Well, I mean, and you know, obviously they they, they know that people don't just disappear. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they get murdered. And here's an irony about uh, Madame Blavatsky. She plays into this. She was actually Slavic. Who would have known oh. that Blavatsky would be a Slavic name? But the Ananerbe, they, um, I mean, they, I guess they kind of shooed this away by tracing her roots back to the Ross, the Scandinavian Vikings that had come into contact so with the, the Slavs in 860 AD. The cornerstone of these Aryan psychopaths, the people who believe that white people are the best people on earth. Was written is, by the same people they hate. Right. So a Slavic and then Hitler, of course, who was, was none of what he wants. Yeah, yes. Uh, and I mean, no, fact, these are hypocrites. Yeah, these are all right. hypocrites. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not. 
like straight shooters. No, they are not you know? straight shooters. No, they're not cool that. guys. They're not go-to guys. They're not you know, like your drinking buddies. All right, these are the Nazis. Right. So it's said that the Nazis were believers in organ energy, which, if properly seized, could be forged into magical effects. Now, organ energy is a hypothetical universal life force that was originally proposed in the 30s by Wilhelm Reich, and it... In its final conception, Orgon was conceived as the anti-entropic principle of the universe, a creative substratum in all of nature comparable to the odic forces. Now, basically what that means is that it's opposite. It's, it is not a creative energy. It's a destructive energy. Yes. And so it's like the idea is that every time some violence happens that it's released, and maybe possibly, if we do believe that all of this is reptilian in the fucking first place, is that this is the fucking goop they eat. That makes their scales shiny. Yeah. Organ energy. <laughs> Violence how releases you, organ energy. How do you turn the energy into goop? I mean, it's a... There's got to be a recipe for yeah, it. You gotta, uh, yeah, you got to... don't even... You got to get a net. Yeah, That's first. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of you got to get a straw and you suck it out. It's like freebasing. Like a puree, puree yeah. type... Now let's get into the religion, the actual religion of the Nazi party that was practiced in Nazi Germany. Let's start with their symbol, the swastika. Now, the swastika was a very common symbol. We try to talk about you can't, again, you know, don't always be defending the swastika. No, no, no. no. Don't be be that guy at the party who's like, well, actually, the swastika has its roots in Tibet. No, try to get laid. You're never going to get laid if you bring this up. You're never never going to get laid if you start a sentence with, well, actually. Yeah, Exactly, and also, none of this is good okay Cupid material. No, (laughs) no, None of this this episode is is good stuff, because a lot of it is, it's a lot of detail, and um, uh, you're you're not going to... You're going to come off looking a little racist. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And it's been used in uh, dozens of different societies in the past. It was used in ancient Egypt, India, and China. The Navajo Indians uh, here in North America, they used a swastika pattern, and uh, apparently Arab Islamic sorcerers also used it. Oh. Now, the swastika usually goes in a clockwise motion. See, I've seen both, I've seen both people saying that like it can go in a bunch of different ways, because yeah. like, the Thule Society used a curved swastika, right. right? And other people use the opposite facing swastika, the clockwise swastika, and then Hitler did the... Hitler himself purposely chose the cl- counterclockwise swastika. Yeah. Well, um... Which okay. is supposed to flip the the flip the meaning of it. Yes, mm-hmm. according to uh, Kabbalistic lore and occult theory, chaotic force can be evoked by reversing a symbol. Uh, so something for good luck, uh, such as the swastika, something that has, uh, I guess, uh, the meaning of creation, if it's reversed. Then so this has is sort of the an, meaning of destruction. It's an upside down cross situation, something yes. like that. Kind of yeah. like that. And it's also yeah. like in tarot, anything that's reversed normally means the opposite of what you're doing, and you kind of convert the meaning. And what they do, so what you're looking at is, but it was also an not just good luck, but it was a sign of victory. It was yeah. a sign of like the sun. And they talked about it as like the sun, if the phoenix would die, they were talking about like the eagle, the eagle would die, and the swastika would arise from it. And Hitler took the swastika so seriously because it was a sigil. What you're looking at is when the Nuremberg rally happens, we were just saying before, it was probably the world's largest occult ceremony that ever happened. How many swastikas? Did the people that were there think they were witnessing an occult ceremony? No. They think it's just pageantry. Yeah. They right. don't understand that pageantry, this is actually what magic is. Magic is symbolism meets action. And you do something like this in order to manipulate either a psychic or a physical event. Hitler conjured up 
victory. So like what Phil Jackson did with the triangle offense and the Bulls in the mid-90s. <laughs> I think you could call Phil Jackson a basketball Hitler. Yes, Phil Jackson is a basketball Hitler. He had an idea, a principle, a series of philosophies, and he had people execute Absolutely, it. and if you've ever seen one of Bill Cosby's sweaters, same thing. Just to, mm. It just says it on there. It's just like, you'll see in the squiggles, it says, go to sleep, my little actress. Oh, like it oh says, yeah. <laughs> Week six on the Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, actually, if you don't know what the Nuremberg rallies were, uh, were, we've mentioned them a few times now. Nuremberg rallies was just a gigantic Nazi rally to celebrate Germany and to celebrate the swastika. There were thirty six thousand swastikas used uh, during the Nuremberg rallies. Just watch them. You can see uh, the footage that you see. It's a of... good day to be in the flag business. <laughs> it's a great day to be in the flag. Game. I've got to tell you, Gonta, I cannot believe that I, you know, I didn't believe you. I thought this flag business, yeah. essentially, I I thought we were walking into failure because I was mm. like, I've only seen like two flags in my whole life. But we are millionaires now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gonta. So, uh, Henry, you mentioned... Uh, the uh, Nordic Tales as far or you mentioned the swastika being a symbol of the sun in one Nordic tale the swastika is the fire whisk which creates civilization and in, Ooh, in cool. one Nazi hymn there is a line that says the time of the cross is gone the fire whisk shall, shall arrive and that was well, the, the problem of, is you can't crucify Jesus on a swastika I mean so, hey hey uh, you totally could this is how would you do that you make a big enough swastika <laughs> well, yeah, the whole may, point is maybe, but even his legs and arms would have to be all weird. I don't want to use the term triumph of the will, but if you right. you know you got to make what you got, you got to get what you make. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you will it, it is no dream. It is no dream. If okay. you make it, they will come. Well, Kevin Costner. Just cliches. Yeah. Kevin Costner is right. the Hitler of old timey baseball stadiums. <laughs> Kevin Costner, <laughs> leave Costner alone. Now I mentioned the time of the cross <laughs> is gone. The swastika was meant to completely supplant the cross as the symbol of the Nazi religion. In fact, the Hitler Youth sang a song that said, no evil priest can prevent us from feeling we are the children of Hitler. The swastika brings salvation to Earth. Still getting molested. Still getting molested. No, but the kids. difference is it's like, you know, what's worse? Is it worse to get molested, which is bad? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Or to... To go to Dachau. <laughs> it's uh, like one or the other. It's right, just like right, in the right, end, right. yeah, I'm, all right, suck my dick. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll suck your dick. Whatever I'd rather you want, do that. Yeah. yeah. So as we said in our last episode, the swastika was used in the trenches of World War One as uh, a good luck charm. Yeah. yeah. So by the time it came about, by the time uh, the Nazi party started using the swastika as its symbol, it was already seen as a fairly common symbol that you'd, and plus so the military also already had an attachment and to it. And I'm sure they, the swastika was also used to open up car- cans of sardines. Oh, yes, of course. If you don't have a fork around. Absolutely. And maybe you can even eat some tuna with it. Oh, yeah. But you, this is, so this is a symbol that's been snuck into German culture that they did. Basically, as they were rose up. When they did the beer hall push, right. they literally had the fucking helmets with swastikas on them. They showed up. They've been using this swastika thing a long time. It's kind of like... Years. Yeah, it's like the Macintosh apple. It, it is, was their cool-ass yeah, logo. It, I was just gonna... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's the exact same way that a brand builds everything. Yeah, you but... Know, it takes the, years and years and years, and the next thing you know, it's like, yeah, the golden arches. But That's that exact, is... You know exactly what that is. That shows the difference. But there is, then, there is a magical property to the idea of branding and to right. the idea... That's what they talk 
about when we talk about occult in the media, when we talk about like seeing recurring symbols in the media and stuff like that, that is used oh, as, because human brain works on symbolism, right? I would have loved to see you in like the 1988, like before Arby's launched. Like you're just like the guy who's created the logo and they're like, uh, yeah, I think we're just going to go with like the hat, like a funny hat. Looking. No, 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 no. Look, right. the spiral of the roast beef makes people crave what? Blood? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Flesh. Right. Ah, uh, Arby's. Join the military. Give me the new <laughs> tagline. It would work. <laughs> So next, let's talk about runes. Now, runes are magical symbols that Guido von Liszt believed to be the key to the occult knowledge of the ancient Germanic people. Let's go through some of the runes that the Germany, that the Germans used. The victory rune, the, uh, the S, the Sieg, that would be the emblem of the Hitler Youth. The double Sieg, that was the symbol of the SS, the double lightning bolt mm. that you see everywhere. And it's really the, scary. The triple Sieg, that's a hardcore pornography where uh, <laughs> a bunch of horses take dumps on Germans' feet. I love German porn. So the Germans do Whoa. great porn. Well, it's fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. know. Everyone talks about uh, the Shiza stuff. Well, because that is very true. Everyone focuses on it. There is a whole other world of German pornography that is sexy, hot, and sweat. What the flag business used to be for the Germans, the tarp business is now. <laughs> is now, yeah. yeah they the pee-pee bucket. It. The pee-pee oh, bucket yeah. slash from a feet stand. Mm. It's fantastic, and I resent both... Oh, is this what old- gets you upset, Marcus, <laughs> out of all the things we're talking about? I like good old-fashioned American porn, made by Americans and, and made by the, the fathers that molested those Americans. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so the next rune was the man rune. That was the rune of death, and that eventually replaced the cross in SS graveyards. And in fact, all SS officers were required to study runes. Like they had... They had a lot of homework they had had to do. They actually did. They had a shit Everybody had homework. Again, it's a whole fucking oligarchy run by nerds. It was all about fucking homework and filling out paperwork and showing up to a meeting, doing a roll call, putting on a uniform because they fucking... ah. I really like the night of like long knives, but this is getting really boring. This is getting really boring. This sucks. Like I love killing five people, I just feel like... It'd be cool if, like, on a Friday, I could, like, wear, like, jeans. <laughs> you know what I mean? To we the camps! No! <laughs> so the life rune, that was the symbol of the Ananerbe. That was the research branch. Went even further than the military. For example, the apple rune was the symbol of the Ministry of Agriculture. And the death's head rings that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they had multiple runes on them. They had one Sieg rune uh, on the left and to the right of the skull, framed by a triangle, which represented the power of the sun in conquering energy. Literally using magic. This Literally is, using this ma- is yes. magic. This, this is, is magic. straight up, this is what they believed in. It was bull- So it's like, you don't need any bullshit fucking like video game sorts. It's like, literally they were doing it. They believed in it. They mm-hmm. had money in it. They had the whole departments that made sure that they were properly doing the magic. Yeah. A Hegel rune uh, was also on the ring, which was framed by a hexagon. That rune represents the faith and camaraderie that was idealized by the leaders of the organization. The esoteric meaning of the Hegel rune, according to Guido von Liszt, was, quote, enclose the universe in you, and you control the universe. Also, Go to Arby's, join the military. (laughs) Now, the swastika on the ring, that was framed by a quadrant. The SX liked to portray the swastika as another influential symbol symbol of the Aryan race, naturally. Mm -hmm. The double runes on the rear of the ring, framed by a circle, were to be the signs of salvation, known as the Heiderzeichen of the past. They were a creation of the SS designers rather than the historical runes. They are a Gibor rune plus a bind rune for O 
and T. The bind rune was designed by our man Willy Gut and spells Gott, the old high German word for God. Uh, and so, so the, where is Gimli in all this, huh? <laughs> yeah, Gimli, Gimli, Gimli son of Gloin. Yeah. What's the, uh, <laughs> the Gibor room? The Gibor room? The Gibor room? Rune. Oh, the Gibor room. Gibor. Yeah. Gibor. I'm That's just a, saying, yeah, Gibor, exactly. Gibor. Oh, like you tell me. Yikes. Okay. And tell me when Aragorn shows up. That's what these guys see. It's good yeah. kicking the pants from Aragorn and Frodo and friends. <laughs> and then you go and yeah. take that ring and throw it in the fucking Mordor. And then fucking his yeah. face melts. Then he says he chose poorly. And then the fucking floor uh, falls down. And they realize Jehovah's spell with an eye. <laughs> and then they go over to the thing. And then the fucking the flight of the navigator comes and picks them all up. And it's Pee Wee Herman. And they're all listening to fucking Beach Boys. Fucking. Round, 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 round. That's I what I'm saying. That. Yeah, I know. I remember that. <laughs> that yeah. was a great movie. I love that. One. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so again, th- th- they didn't think any gays were in this. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not in that. I yeah. mean, they said plenty of gays at the concentration camp. Choreographers, fashion yeah. designers, jewelry designers, like yeah. shoemakers, like, straight, like super straight, like redneck dudes. Just don't do this. No. You know what I'm saying? Just- no. Dudes named Willy Gott. Hi, yeah. oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Willy Gott. Oof, I've got the shinier shoes in all of Hitler's nation. Isn't it fun? <laughs> Isn't it cool? Oh, look, I've got a little ring. Oof, it's got a diamond on it. Oof, sparkles. I love the way it sparkles. Yeah. You can see it in the dark. Oh, it looks kind of... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So as far as the ritual, the religious <laughs> ritual of the German people, Christian gospels, this was them just stamping out Christianity. Christian gospels were replaced with readings from Mein Kampf. And as I said earlier, the word Christmas was banned in 1939. That's like if I, if like every down to Christmas, I made everyone sit down and just read murder fist sketches all night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Christian... <laughs> <laughs> it's all just hanging out all night. The Christian God was replaced by emissaries of nature and the sun, and the summer solstice officially became a holy day. Ceremonial fires were lit nightly as fire incantations are, were, are, were recited by worshippers of the new Nazi faith. And this is a really weird ritual that they did. Uh, all new Nazi party banners were required to be concentrated by contact with the blood flag, which was one of the original flags that was bathed in the blood of a Nazi officer during the failed coup uh, in 1923. The beer hall push, and that was a dude who was standing right next to Hitler. So Hitler viewed that as a symbol of like, oh, uh, they didn't get me because I can't be killed. I'm the Messiah. And so when he died and basically he the 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 flag fell into his blood, and it's like he kept it forever. Wasn't there something in that uh, in that where Hitler was supposed to be sitting where the man was sitting that was murdered, but there was some random fluke that's in the, the assassination attempt. Yeah. yeah, there was an assassination attempt in 1942, I think, uh, in which there was a bomb placed in a, a meeting hall, uh, and Hitler just unexpectedly left early. He said that he was, uh, I think it was either he had gotten some sort of uh, astrological. Tra- because Hiller got his charts read constantly. Constantly, and yeah. an astronomer, again, who had to be really fucking on the ball with the good uh, news. Yeah, always. You know, just like, well, well uh, Hiller's first astronomer, we'll talk about his fucking fate uh, here in a second. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about how the Nazis used the occult 
in World War II. There's this guy, uh, Ludwig Straniak. He was an architect. He had a special gift for map dowsing. He would dangle a special pendulum over a map and locate ships, uh, armies, things like that. And as a test, the German Navy asked him to locate the tiny battleship Prince Eugen that was then at sea. They provided him with charts <laughs> and, and were amazed that he pinpointed the warship, even though it was on a secret mission off the coast of Norway. And this impressed them enough to take the workings of the occult a little bit more seriously. How surprised was he when he got that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, thank, thank, oof, my God. Thank God. Oh, I just pictured uh, Jürgen, Prince Jürgen boat just has a little like toupee on top of it. And it's yeah. just like they put a little bow tie in the I front. Will, I will also, I believe a lot in the power of magic ritual. Like, I do believe yeah. that there is something to it. You know, when you when you put your, when you really believe in it and you imbue it with a lot of intention and you do all the work, I do think that in this realm, they must have conjured up a lot of magical energy. Yes. Like, using, harnessing sim symbolism works in real life because we're, you know, like, on the psychic level, if you, if, if that's a pre- it's it just was a you use logic, idea. though. I mean, this guy was like, oh, the boat's there. He logically was probably able sure. to rationally guess where but it was. Exactly. Well, that's what amazed him is that he did not have any, the uh, boat. If he was to logically guess, he would guess somewhere um, nearer to the front lines, France, something like yeah. that. Uh, but he guessed that it was on his, up in Norway, which would be one of the least likely places for it to be. I'm just saying, when a lot of Crazy. magic's being done all in a room and everyone's doing stuff, like, there's got to be a build up of it. Yeah. But I just think that like there is a truth of like well, you we, can't do it negatively. Had, you can't do that. You can't do this and the object is to erase a race. There was yeah. that discussion <laughs> that we did with the government conspiracy uh, programs with all the drugs and, and, and what now with MKUltra and stuff. A lot of these prisoners, or not prisoners, uh, test subjects were able to get things right. Yeah. You know, when it comes oh, yeah. to like military things and whatnot. So there's definitely something there. Uh, whether it be magic or a bunch of acid. One of the <laughs> So during Hitler's rise to power, his first astrologer was a guy named Erich Jan uh, Hannahausen. 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 Uh, he was a hypnotist. He was an occultist. Hitler met him in 1926. Ironically, Hannahausen was Jewish, and Hannahausen taught Hitler how to project his voice. This was the speech teacher. Yes. Hannahausen, the and guy was he, he was... who taught Hitler to be such a good wow. orator, was himself Jewish. And how did he make out? He died in a concentration but camp. The, because the problem is he fucked up real bad. When he did the, uh, the August of 1932, Hannesen told Hitler that his horoscope showed that he had to be that he was cursed, right? And so to remove the curse, Hannesen said that it was necessary for someone to travel to Hitler's hometown and take a mandrake root from a butcher's backyard because occultists have used mandrake roots for protection and as aphrodisiacs because I don't know why. Because you can shove it up your ass. Because they're shaped like little man. Um, uh. I just love this whole thing. So it's like Hannison volunteered to do this himself. He's like, I'll do it. I will do it. You can trust me, Mr. Hitler. And at midnight on a night on a full moon, he took a mandrake root from a suitable location in Linz. Hannison returned to Berlin with the mandrake root on New Year's Day, 1933. He told Hitler that the curse had been lifted and that Hitler's ascent to power would resume on January 30th. By 1934, Hitler would have full control of Germany concerning Hannhausen, who... 
he had been killed a year earlier after it was discovered that he'd falsified his Aryan background. Uh, <laughs> falsified uh, the paper. You don't want to be caught in that lie. No, no, no. That's the lie that was the big one. But that's that definitely a lie it. you have to make. There's no doubt about that. So 1941 rolls around. Things aren't going too good for the Germans. Uh, Rudolf Hess, who, remember, was Hitler's second-in-command, flew to Scotland in an attempt to negotiate peace with the UK during World War II. And after Hess's flight, Hitler instructed the Third Reich's notorious secret police, the Gestapo, to implement Aktion Hess. That is a uh, that that was a mission in which hundreds of occultists were arrested. A ban on all secret societies were enforced, and an open and open performances of clairvoyancy, astrology, fortune telling, or telepathy were prohibited because Hess was such a big believer in the occult uh, that Hitler thought if we wipe out all of this stuff, then Hitler's bad ju- or Himmler Hess's bad juju will be will erased. be gone will okay. be erased. And uh, on April 30th, 1945... So, wait, so they turned their back then on uh, occult uh, practices? Or I don't understand, why, why would they get rid of all these things? I mean, it was, most, it was one of those things where uh, Hitler wanted to erase everything that didn't have anything to do with the Nazi uh, Even though religion. These, but these practices seem something that he would be down with. Yeah, well, but he that's the problem is that it was connected to something else. Well, he was so paranoid at that time because in the end, he believed he was the religion. Right. Yeah. He believed he was, he getting, was the yeah. god. And so finally, once when someone else left, he was just like, well, he left and he was the one who was using all these fucking astrologers and stuff. And he's like, this is why I'm losing the war now yeah. because I'm allowing all these other magic to happen when the only magic that should be happening in all of Germany is my magic and about me. But he was also dying of fucking syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, His magic and Himmler's magic. Because he allowed Himmler to do pretty much whatever he wanted because he was doing such a bang up job. Oil, the the, uh, oil trade there was the problem. Someone should have told them they're going to want more oil. More, <laughs> yes, more, yes. more gas. That, yes. what you want gas for your tanks, yeah. but uh, nonetheless. So let's get back to the spirit <laughs> I think, of I death. I feel like he was just really circling the wagon. Like, he was just, he, like, didn't really attack the problem. No, he right. was kind yeah. of pulling the, a Phil Spector at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get back. It's the very end of the war. Let's bring the spear of destiny back into it. On April 30th, 1945, after considerable bombing of Nuremberg, the spiritual center of the Nazi party, the Spear of Destiny fell into the hands of General George S. Patton. And later that day, in fulfillment of the legend... Because it said anybody... I don't know if we even covered it in the last time. All right, cool. That anybody who has possession of the spear, if they use its power and lose the spear, they will die. Later that day... Hitler committed suicide. On wow. May 1st, my birthday, Walpurgis Night, which is also strangely, I was like thinking about it, it's like uh, Osama bin Laden was also killed on May 1st. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Not Nine Walpurgis 11? Night. Walpurgis Night. And that is believed yeah. to be the night of a witch's meeting on the Brocken Mountain. Yep. There it is. Born on 420 and then dead on the day that he died. Yep. Henry's by birthday. My birthday. My birthday. So you said you were reincarnated by Henry Winkler, who was still alive, but yet... 
It seems as if somebody died on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler, 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 this whole time. And seriously, I'm quite old. Oh if my you could God. please go and get me some oh, Metamucil. I haven't taken a dump in approximately four weeks. <laughs> Holy crap. Marcus, do you have any idea where we're doing this podcast with Hitler the whole time? It's oh. been me the whole time. I don't mean to punk you guys or do anything. <laughs> oh, I've seen the punk. Oh, Aston Kutcher, there's a man I wish I had in my short staff. Huh. Oh, that's a car. The only one who has a television show stars in movies directed <laughs> by Martin Scorsese. Ah. Seems as if things are going relatively well for the man. It is the triumph of the will that I would be a guest star on Marry Me in their second season. <laughs> <laughs> You could, you could shoot higher, you know. No, I really, I, I deserve it. A nice two-episode arc where I play a delivery man who's a bit too snarky for his own good. Well, why don't you take out the lead actor? You could be the big guy. No, 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 I understand. You've got to work your way up. <laughs> wow, Hitler's the Browski. And then Sunday I'll do some sort of off-Broadway. I hope to do some reenactment of Isa, uh, you know, b- b- be in Chicago as as uh, Mr. Cellophane. Well, this makes <laughs> Henry, uh, Hitler never made it as an artist, and I think because it is an artist, he didn't have that, uh, he didn't have the leading He didn't have the drive. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have, have the drive. drive. No. Um, so, yeah, so uh, uh, we got him. Wow. Their magic didn't work. No, their magic uh, absolutely did so not work. So General Patton got the uh, the spear of death. Yeah, he used it to fucking pick fucking pork rib meat out oh, yeah, between it, his teeth. He's an American. We don't care about like anything that's no, special. No, he just picks it. He's like, fuck this. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if this was fucking George Washington's cane, I'd use it. I'd mm. still use it to just poke a black dude with it to annoy him. <laughs> Please, George Patton. <laughs> wrong with you? Um, all right, everybody. Uh, that concludes uh, Hitler and the Occult. Fascinating stuff, Marcus. Amazing. So here's, all, here's it's a bunch of stuff you can Hold use on, at parties to make friends. I've got one more thing Uh-oh. about the Spear of Destiny yes. before we leave. So General Patton, he got the Spear of Destiny from Hitler, had the spear in his possession. He returned the Spear of Destiny to Vienna. And on December 9th, 1945... General George S. Patton died in a relatively minor car accident after <laughs> returning the Spear of Destiny. Well, not that minor, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, he, was, there... he was the only passenger who got hurt in any way. Oh. Hey, hey, now, hey, that's Think why you uh, leave Spears alone. Mm-hmm. Leave them alone. Put them in museums. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and thank you very much, Ben. I worked my ass off on this one. This was a lot of. This was a lot of fun. Unbelievable. Yeah, was it? Weird. Fun. Yeah, th- you could th- say it's fun. I can go and yeah. Of course, I can say yeah. research is fun. We did a lot of shit. We did a lot of shit. You know. And again, a lot you know, of sifting on this. A lot so of I just stuff. wish Christmas was coming up again, so you could take this episode and teach your relatives a lot about what you learned. Oh Christmas. my goodness! You know, I want to ask that. Someone, people, go to the Facebook page and tell us about the horrible conversation you had with your extended family over the holidays because of this show. And again, <laughs> but when you are on your dates, finding love is more important sometimes. Yeah. So just you don't need to spread the in. truth. You ease don't need to always in. be listen, nah. they gotta know look the whole point is listen, we've all we've all had significant others for a while. This thing is people come in there you gotta, you gotta fool them. Yeah, you can't let them know. Yeah, you can't let them know that you gotta fucking that you are what you are. All right, and you I know gotta you're trap thinking. them. You gotta trap them. I'm talking about six months, a year into the relationship. Yeah, right. then you fucking spring it on them. You say one thing. You just go be like, hey, you know, um, 
you know that Hitler was a reptilian puppet? <laughs> By the way, I made chicken parmesan. You know, and like, and right. you just put a little thing in right. there. And I know what you're thinking. Plant it's it. all I think about. It's all I read about. It's all that my life is. Find some new shit. Find some new shit. That's, That's what, what I've been did. doing. You know what I'm really into lately? Minecraft. Oh, mine! Very fun. Is that good? I, it's fantastic. Yeah, I was watching. I dreamed some... about it. I played it so long last night. I dreamed about it. I woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up my girlfriend. I, this was all a dream. She told me about this today. I woke up my girlfriend and told her to wake up. We've got to build a waterfall. That's well. There you that's go. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's she actually worse. She said it was pretty scary because I was really excited, intense. About, really <laughs> intense, and really, really, really excited about. See, it. I right. get into cooking. And uh, wandering the streets looking for silence. I've been getting into <laughs> professional bowling. Um, so check out some pro bowling on television. It's actually kind of exciting in a strange way. And if you want your uh, last podcast on the left t-shirt, go to cavecomedyradio.com slash last podcast on the left. And for other shows uh, featuring me and Ben, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Yep. Uh, I only do this show because I keep my fucking voice as pure as that's Aryan's right. blood. We got roundtable top hat and then yeah, also conversations fun. you can have uh from page seven, for example, entertainment, which people love. Yes. March 23rd to the, the 27th. 27th. Henry's Come on you that, the London guy. Marcus and what we Marks. want is we want to we want to see some ladies. You know, we want to talk to some men. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we want to do. That's what we want to do. In then. the UK. No, we want to party it yeah, up. So please, so if, if come out to the shows, please take us places to get drunk. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, We're going to be so not, pliable. If I just have to get drunk on the street in the UK the whole time, it's gonna I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And please uh, make sure Ben does not get glassed. We, yes. Yeah, what's what's a glass in again where someone hits you in the head yeah, with a glass? Face with yeah, the they, glass they, they while you're drinking a, it. They break a glass and then they hit you in the face with Come it. Come at me, dude. No. <laughs> I'm ready for They're it. They're very sensitive over there. With what? Uh, if you talk about their bird... They'll fight their, their bird? Their well, like Kevin Barnett? <laughs> <laughs> their lady. You talk about their lady, they'll fight you, man. The lady queen? The queen? Oh, we can talk about the queen. Their Fuck girlfriend. The queen. Who's the lady? Their lady. Their girlfriend. Let's wrap this oh, up. Oh, their girlfriend. <laughs> I thought there was some big lady. Uh, Go and write and review on iTunes. Yeah. Hail uh, us on Twitter. Yeah, ben Kissel, Henry Loves You, Marcus Parks, Hail ben, Yourself. Hail Satan, Hail Sweet Sweet Satan. Thank Heil, you for your gifts. Hail Geen, our sweet boy Geen. Yep. Hail me because, I mean, let's face it, I need it. I, well, and we all found out you're a Hitler incarnate, <laughs> so that's good. We'll talk to you very soon with everything that we do. We love you. Make and, sure uh, if you kiss a Jew, you gotta get yourself some mints afterwards, GC. It would be Hitler Cosby. Adolf Cosby. Adolf, Adolf Hitler Cosby. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.